0: Listener Production. Here we go. Ashes Talk, the fifth and final test for the final time for the first day. We're going to review a first day. It's Adam Peacock here with Brad Had. Welcome back, Hads. And uh, it's a good day for Australia. It's a great day. He it, um, it started really well. Paddy Cummins won his first toss. And then they bowled the English out inside 55 overs. Uh, they did get 283. Could have been a lot worse um, for the English. We, we consistently were creating chances. We missed five chances. A couple you'd think we, we should have taken, but uh, all in all, it's, it's a pretty good day for the Australians. What for you was the reason that we skittle them within a day and uh, we, we end the day as well pretty handy. Lost a late wicket. It's, nothing's perfect, is it, <laughs> in this series? But one for 61 at Stumps Australia in response to England, all out, 283. Well, I think the one um, thing I was really impressed with was Paddy's captaincy, actually. He, he's copped a lot of cri- criticism um, last test match on on the way he set his fields. But what, what I think he did really well, this innings, was recognise the big moments. Yeah, Yes, there's going to be in-out fields with uh, this way this English team plays, but... He recognized the moments when there's time to to bring the field in um create some um pressure that way make it hard for the the batsman to get off strike but at, at one stage when with the openers with none for 60 he got the breakthrough there when then all of a sudden he recognized the moment and they, he took 3 for 12 the Australians and that came off at the back of a, a lot of stuff that he was creating in the field he brought the field in made it hard for the England batsman to to score and and that's what you want you, you want to you want to see your, your leaders learning um, and, and create an environment where um, the team gets the opportunity to flourish. And, and at times, uh, they looked really, really good yesterday because you look inside that first 10 overs and it was every ball was going for a single at least, at least. And that's been the theme, hasn't it? And you haven't been overly pumped about that, but it wasn't the occasion on day one. Yeah, well, uh, it's an interesting one, that one, Adam, because this Duke's ball, we talk a lot about how it um, seams and swings but it doesn't actually swing in the first five to 10 overs. It's always been the case. You'll see teams working on the ball very aggressively straight away to get the lacquer off. Then after about 10 overs, then the ball, the lacquer starts to come off and then the ball starts to move. And that's exactly what we've seen yesterday. Probably got our length a little bit full, trying to swing the ball too much, but we recognise that. We pull our length That oh, I thought Cummins' spell when he came on was outstanding. He bowled five to 10 Ks quicker. Mitchell Stark. Was impressive. Uh, Josh Hazelwood came back really well uh, after his first spell, and and Todd Murphy played a role. He got two for twenty two. Got the big wicket of, of Mo and Ali. So, all round, it was a good day. It could have been a great day if we had taken all our chances, but good day. On those those team selections, do you think it's pretty fair that they've landed on this eleven? I mean, retrospectively, we're looking at now after day one, so you've got you've got knowledge of how everyone's performed. But at the toss, you think oh, they've got this right. Yeah, 100%. Um, I thought Murphy had to come in um, and that was going to be one of the expensive, uh, the all-rounders. Um, Mitch Marsh is on a bit of a heater at the moment, so you, you've got to run with that. Um, Green will get his chance. We, we know he's going to be a, a test player for a long time, but I think we needed that that balance with the spin, um, especially at, um, at the Oval. Traditionally, it, it does spin the day three, four and five. Um, so I think, yeah, it was a, it a good team. There's a lot of discussion at about do you bring Nisa in, um, do you bring Boland, fresh legs. But uh, in a game like this, when if you've got Stark, Paddy, and Joshy Hazelwood uh, fit and ready to go, they had an extra break um, after Old Trafford's test match because of the weather. So I, I think a smart selection. Yeah, you have a look at how how they broke through. So it was, it was none for 62, and you thought, ooh, here we go. Duckett and Crawley are getting going to go. And conversely, it was three for 184 at one stage and you thought oh this is trouble then Bowen alley he picked up some kind of injury didn't he and and that doesn't bode well for them for the rest of the game Do you think that's a a huge moment in itself massive moment um you've already got Ben Stokes under an injury cloud with his bowling Anderson's bowl tight at times but he he hasn't got um the wickets you'd normally see so and moen and alley grabbed it a looked like a groin and that at that stage after taking three for 11 Brook and Moen Ali put put on a hundred at at a runner ball. They'll blow up beautifully. He missed a um chance of Brooke when when he was on five. Tough one for Alex Carey diving to his to his right. He'd normally take with the way he's been keeping through this series. But yeah, Mo and Alley, it just sort of changed the momentum of the game. He, he couldn't run between wickets. So they'll they'll bat him really smartly, actually, Brooke and Moen. They're dropping the ball, um, running at their feet, they'll hitting the boundaries when they needed to, but yeah, they're, they're creating a lot of pressure and a lot of um, questions to the Australian bowlers. So when he did get that groin, he looked like he was going to hit out or get out just to – he was a bit of a hindrance there for, for Brook and Murphy came on, he, he got rid of him. So it's going to play a big role also, Adam, I think, um, as a test match goes on because he's he shut down one end um, in recent test matches with his bowling. So that's going to be a big question. Hey, you, you spoke earlier about Paddy getting really proactive with his captaincy, and, and we're not just talking field placing, Steve. His bowling changes in that period. So Moen Alley goes after he brings Murphy on, recognising that maybe he won't be able to take that big stride down and, and try and hoik him, and he just couldn't move, Moan and got off balance and, and clean bowled. Then the, the next, I don't know, 45 an hour, Pat changed his bowling. He, he he took himself off, even though he's bowling really, really well. He brings Mitchell Stark back. He brings Joshie Hazelwood back in it. And it worked. Every little change worked and they lose four relatively quick ones. Yeah, th- th- that's the one thing he was. He, he was proactive with what he was trying to do. And it looked like he wanted the the bowlers fresh all the time at the batsman. A, a big one also was uh, when Joe Root came out. He, he straight away, he, he took Marsh off. had just got a um, the wicket of Duckett and and gave his best bowlers the opportunity to, to bowl to Joe Root. Um, Joshie Hazelwood um got him root chopped on and and that was a big moment in the match as well. But yeah, he, he was as we said, he, he was really switched on, he, he was proactive, he, he was up for the the contest. his pace yesterday, Patty, was mate, it was uh around 143, 144 Ks an hour, which was probably eight to ten K's up on, on what he's bowled through the series. So the Aussies are up for the contest. Uh they put themselves in an unbelievable position. Um that wicket late for the day would have topped. Just one for 61, none for 60. Looks a, a little bit better, um, but we're in a really good position. Yeah, uh, Dave Warner gets going again and then gets out uh, to, to Wokes. But before all that, just on Mitch Stark. So, four wicket haul, he's now taken 19 for the series. One delivery in particular stands out. It's the one that belongs in an art gallery that he got Stokes with. Um, that was, geez, that's verging on ball of the series, that thing. Oh, mate, he looked to play that through mid wicket. Uh, took the top of off stump (laughs) we've all had those moments where it just shaped to go in held its line and and just did enough he was actually playing pretty defensive there actually Ben Stokes he 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 was looking like he was trying to get himself in rather than take the game on straight away but Mitchell Stark that that was outstanding and and he was a bit of duress Stark as as well he'd spend time off the field Um, I I don't know if you've seen a couple of times he, he went to throw and cringe with that left shoulder you could see that the tape just out the bottom of his shirt. So he's obviously in some discomfort, but the importance of this game, he's made himself available. But, yeah, he was at at his best yesterday. Um, Tail comes on. Yes, there was a little bit of a wobble with wood and wokes, but Mitchell Stark came on and and knocked that tail over, Um, as he's done many times for Australia. he, He was all class yesterday as well. Yeah, Red ball, white ball, he's done it time and time again. AC joint is the problem. He doesn't want to get scans. He's not interested in getting scans, apparently. Ads. Scans only do one thing. <laughs> Give you bad news. They only rule you out. There's, as yeah. a professional athlete, if you scan something, you're out. They'll, they'll, they'll find something in your body. Oh, I used to do it all the time. I, I used to, uh, they said, oh, you got to go um, scan for a broken finger. I said, no, no, it's broken. We, we, we know that. And they said, oh, yeah, we better scan it. I said, well- I'm not scanning it because all you're going to do is say, um, confirm your, my worst thoughts, and then you've got some data to rule me out. So push on. Who is the cricketer in your mind, apart from yourself by the sounds, that would be the last person on earth to go and get a scan on something? So no way, I'm not going anywhere near that joint. Well, the, there was a few. There, there was a few that played under enormous um, pain, like you had your Simons, your your Pontins, your Hayden. Siddles, uh, Mitchell Johnson. But the one that stands out more than anyone is Ryan Harris. Oh, yeah? Oh, my gosh. I, I remember his last test match, uh, his last tour game. Uh, we're playing Kent, and, and he-, he bowled beautifully day one. He- and we're walking up the stairs, and he- well, he's hobbling up, actually, as he did with those knees of his. And a- a- as we're walking up, um, he goes, oh, my knee feels a little bit funny. I said, mate, your knees are always funny. Like you you haven't got a great knee. It's uh and he goes, Oh, it feels different. He said, How is my pace? And I said, My mate, you were good. He said, Oh, I'm gonna let go tomorrow. I just got to see how this knee goes. Same again. He was outstanding the tour game against Kent, coming through the gloves, hitting hard. He's of Hads, oh, how am I feeling? I just don't feel like I've got my zipper, he used to call it, coming through to the same thing. We're walking up the stairs to the hotel. He goes, Oh, it just feels a, a bit different. Anyway, he got scanned at the end of the game. He had a broken leg. What? His leg was broken and he had to retire on the spot. So he, he played the the tour game. He said, oh, it feels a bit uncomfortable, a little bit different, a, a little bit different. He, he was cracked right through and he had the scan and then he was front in the media 15 minutes later saying, McCree's over and I've got a, a lucky man, um, leg didn't explode. So he, he <laughs> the way he used to play, the pain he used to play under, most players do it. Most players have a pretty good pain threshold, especially when they're playing for Australia, not one to give their spots up. But he, Ryan Harris was a different level to everyone else. Yeah. So in light of that, Mitch Stark with a little twinge in his AC yeah. joint, just keep going, mate. Just- <laughs> hey, life goes on. Stark, he's got a big pain threshold. He's, he, yeah. he don't play this um, long at, at, at Test cricket. We've seen that last summer as well. When he broke his finger, he came back and, and bowled. And the release point of the ball was the the last one on on his broken finger. So, uh, yeah, he'll be able to get through this test. He'll he'll probably get a a scan at the end of it, so then they can um, get a plan leading into the World Cup. But you you actually don't want to know the results when you've got all that time to yourself down at fine leg. Yeah, and also the fact that he's on the precipice of playing a couple of months of golf uninterrupted and he's just going to get bad news. It's really going to affect his swing. But still, he's... uh, his tour has gone very, very well, 19 wickets for the series so far for Mitch Stark, which is his best haul ever on a UK tour. So Australia's day, we're going to be back in a moment to have a chat about a few stats and big picture stuff with Hads as well. I want to ask him about what are moral victories in cricket? To so Hads uh, day two forecast, periods of clouds and sun with a shower and spot sounds a little like day one. So hopefully, would you imagine this oval wicket flattens out a bit and it's a, it's a good track to bat on in, in the second innings of the game? Yeah, normally when you turn up to the oval, um, Adam, the, the the wicket's a lot wider. Actually, it's a lot wider and harder. It's got some good pace. Traditionally, it's been great to the bat on. This This wicket probably had a, a little bit more grass cover than normal. You had overhead conditions that played a part in, in, in Australia sending um, England in. So I'd imagine it'd be pretty similar tomorrow. Um, Australia have just got to knuckle down. It's, it's, a, it's a good wicket. It, um, it offers a bit for both bat and ball. But if you get yourself in, you've got the opportunity to to go really bidden. And Australia just need that one big innings. They just need that one big partnership, uh, someone to get 100, uh, another, someone else to back them up with the 80 or 90, get that 500 on the board and, and play England out of the game. So, But as a series and as the has played out the whole time, I think we're going to expect another absolute cracker. So, yeah, it's a big, big day in the series uh, tomorrow for Australia really to push home a great advantage. Yeah, no no certainty whatsoever in this series. Just when you think it's felt from an Australian side, just when you felt like Australia was getting on top, something happens to bring them back to England as well. But again, after it, and, and this is where we don't know what exactly is the truth, given the way that England have spoken after test matches saying that Oh yeah, we lost, but we won. Or I've stopped listening. The... Well, well, what is? Firstly, like that quote I said on Willow Talk last week from Ben Stokes. It's not. It's not the result. It's the. It's what you become in terms of how you play your cricket. Did you fall off your chair when you heard that? What they spoke about is they want to be a legacy team. Yeah. So that they want to they want to entertain the crowd. They want to change the games, and and they're playing. Uh, 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 an attacking brand of cricket, it it is exciting to watch at times. But how you become a legacy team is you win big events. (laughs) And the biggest event that you play as an English or Australian is the Ashes. So to to become one of those legacy teams, these are the events you've got to win and dominate. You, You talk about great teams of the past, the Australians that won 16 test matches. The reason they were so good is because they won big events. And, and that's how you become a legacy team. Not, not by the, the way you talk, it's by your actions in winning big events and winning big series. Regardless of the method of what gets you there? Well, the, the, the method, that what are they doing? They're, they're scoring at a run rate faster than everyone now and then. It's, it's no different to, to anything else. So you look back at the, the first couple of test matches, if you want to be a legacy piece as a, as a team, you know in Ashes Cricket you've got to win the first two test matches. History shows, stats show you have to start well. So when you're talking about all this, how you want to entertain, well, you need your best players available. You need Wood available for the first two test match. So why wasn't he available um, for the first two? Was he injured? Did, did they not? Um, was his prep not right? And, and then they, they declare in the on the first day when he's still got Joe Root batting. Maybe, maybe um, that, that's an issue there that they need to look at. But to, to be all these things that they want to be, You've got to win big moments. And Australia have won the big moments when they counted so far in this series in Test 1 and 2 to put themselves in a um, position to retain the Ashes. Thinking of all of that and thinking of the words of Harry Brook after play, I feel that's probably a good score on that pitch. England's 280-odd. Do you believe him or is he just talking himself into something again? No, I, I, I think it, it, it can be a good score. I, I think we've seen with the Australians, they, they created enough chances to pro- probably bowl England out for low 200s or, or 200 on, on that surface yesterday. So the, the ball's going to offer, especially overhead conditions, stay the same. It's going to offer a bit of lateral movement. So from that point of view, if they do get a right, it can be a good score. Uh, but on the flip side, it's only one big partnership away from Australia dominating the the test match and be able to bully the the rest of the game. So they're they're going to have to bowl well. Australia going to have to play well because it will be a little bit on offer. But I think that will be more for overhead conditions. A couple of stats to wrap things up. It's a good one here. Sam's been hard at work with this. Uh, This is outstanding producer, Sam. Harry Brook now has 22 sixes in 12 tests. Michael Vaughan, 22 sixes in 82 tests. And better still, Alex Stewart, who could hit a ball, and David Gower had 26s between them in 250 tests. So that that goes to show what Harry Brook can do when he gets going. But unfortunately, he can get to triple figures there. But this one has. With Warner falling to Wokes, it means Stuart Broad can't get Davey Warner 19 times and equal the record in test cricket. So I'm sure Davey Warner is happy about that in some respects. But for the seventh time in 11 knocks this tour, Warner reaches 20 without going on with it yeah, I, I think that would be the most frustrating thing for Davey. He is he, if you're getting yourself to to twenty, they they had a good partnership again' near fifty, that you've done all the hard work. that that's the hardest thing about batting is getting to twenty. And once you get to twenty, the game sort of opens up and and then the the great players control the tempo of the game for there. So I think that would be his biggest frustration because he's actually been playing quite well to get to that mark. Um, and once he's he's got in and looks like he's got control of the game and, and that's when he's um, fallen over. So that that would be the most frustrating thing for him because he would feel in good nick because he's been getting to 20 each time. Hads, good to have you back, mate. Uh, rest up and we'll talk some cricket in the next couple of days. should be good. It's good to see you again. It was a great sabbatical. Um, so uh, <laughs> Can't wait for day two. Bring it on. We'll be here for Ashes Talk across the weekend. And of course, don't forget Willow Talk. we have got the full preview, the full episode from last week with uh, Caleb Ferguson and also Ben Horn. And next week, we'll have the absolute full wrap on Willow Talk. So uh, tell your friends about this little podcast. Bring it on. Looking forward to the rest of the four days if it gets that far at the. Uh,